Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point process, online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter, and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Well, we're rolling, so I think that's where we're at. We never stopped. We never stopped rolling. Never stopped. Never stopped. So we're we're, we're, back. We are back and we're front. We're in front of the issues today, uh, Dave. Yes, we're, and I think I feel like we're on it, right? And you know, part of why we feel like we're on it because we have people in studio. Yeah, with it's, us. it's almost like I can't, we we can't be lazy when there's people in the studio. We can't be, Leaning I can't back. be in my underwear yeah. like like usual, and yeah. you can't be uh, no, whatever. Um, um, <laughs> so we have interesting guest who you know. Um, I've, I'm just getting to know, but you know much better than I do. I'm gonna let you take a lead on this one. Well. Uh, in every community, you've got these magical humans that just are the most incredible supporters of everything, and Matt George is that guy. Thank you. <laughs> Matt is, uh, he's, he's got a nine to five uh, where he's really helping you know, immigrants uh, kind of find opportunities, and like there's a lot of incredible stories uh, in Matt's nine to five, but his five to nine is just so full of passion for what does the world look like in the future? Uh, decentralized future, education, uh, just disruption. Matt is a thinker and he's a writer. Um, Jeez, and I'm just going to. This is a good. And he's a big supporter of us. Like uh, he's he's always uh, sharing our, our content. I'm uh, so Dave, impressed with how this is an excellent description. Yeah. You yeah. Must so have goosebumps thanks, listening to so, this. so thanks, Matt, now, now you can That's introduce yourself. That's a unique yourself. experience. Can, can, actually, in part of that, like it'd be, in, I think, just for context purposes, the nine to five is, is interesting as well as the five to nine. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so I won't speak on the nine to five too long, but but it's very clear if you look at the demographics in New Brunswick that our communities are changing, and that's on the back of what is by far the biggest human flow the world has ever seen. The UN estimates there are two hundred fifty million people on the move, sixty five million of those displaced. So, what I do during the day is I support newcomer entrepreneurs. We have an incredible amount of talent in the city from outside of the city and really just plugging them into the business community, getting them their network, getting them tools, resources, programming, things like that to get them to the next level. We have to harness these 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 people, these amazing people in our community. So that's what I do, yeah, right. during the day. That's and what and, I, do and I, know, I know we're not going to drill in too far, but that's important work you're doing, man. Um, it's, it's important stuff. It our community really is. is changing. And in, mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and there's there's... Many areas of Canada that are really struggling with not having enough um, people coming to yeah. to to you know pound in a stake and and live and New Brunswick has is is becoming a, that's a real challenge and you're yeah. you're trying to 
yeah. confront that challenge. And I and I hope what we get to do here today, and I'm I'm so thankful to be on the boiling point. It's it's to take a trip around the world and say how do systems work in their current manifestation, and how do we make damn sure that the future is better than today. That's that's what it's about. So I so people that want to learn a little bit about you, I know I'm going ahead, um, but you're you're on you're on LinkedIn. I'm I'm assuming. And, yep. Um, but in, on the on the five to nine, how do they find you? Yeah, so I think the best way would just be to point people to the central location, which is the Navi Group's website. That's our company. It's navigroupconsulting.com. You'll see all the social handles there. Uh, we're tweeting. We're on Instagram. We're connecting with people on Facebook. So we're, we're, we're trying to tune into the global conversation and really figure out how we make sense at a community level. Cool. And he, he has a very good profile picture. You got to give him that, right? Yours is in color. Mine isn't. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, no, um, no, it's a very, got the good it's version. A, it's a really, it's a really sharp picture. You get got the the cool haircut. You know, the great glasses, the dark stuff. Oh, so. are you talking about Matt or me? I'm right talking now. about it's both all of an you. Illusion. Come oh, on. It's an illusion. Well, <laughs> Matt, your uh, again, we talk about the fives and nine, but I think your nine to five and your fives to nine are hyper connected because what you're learning uh, in you know in helping inspire and connect uh, newcomers, uh, many in in today's day and age in New Brunswick would be Syrian, I, I suspect. Is that correct? Many, but we are actually seeing kind of a transition away from, you can really picture the immigration platform in two buckets, and that's humanitarian efforts and economic migration. The largest humanitarian effort I think that the Maritimes has taken on since the 70s was the 2015 resettlement of hundreds of Syrian families. And now there are Afghani, Congolese. We can't forget those communities, but you're right. The broad stroke was the Syrian community. Right. And, and with that, though, you are starting to pay more attention to, you know, universal systemic issues. Like, right. like you've got stats from your nine to five job of you know, displaced people that is completely connected to your passion on, you know, decentralization, yep. uh, for example. So why don't we let, let, let's make that connection. So why don't you start with a little bit of statistics to get people interested yeah. uh, that you learn from your, your day job and, and transition in, in that into wherever you want to go with it. This is, this is exactly what, what brought me to uh, writing our blog, which is Decentral Station, uh, forming the company, which is the Navi Group. We're really looking at, if you picture 250 million people on the move, when you move like that, you bring your identity, you bring your culture, you bring your family. Communities that experience out-migration and in-migration are going to change. They're going to change radically. And we need to be prepared for how do we manage that change? So looking at a community level, how do we manage change and make sure that the systems that we're working in are better in the future than they are now? It's funny, when I was thinking about coming on today and speaking to you about what we do as our passion, I started to think about what is it that I do? And I think the entire question in, in some way has been corrupted by the education system in its current form, because what you're asked when you're a kid, you certainly both have been asked this question, is what do you want to be? Right. Fireman, dentist, nurse, whatever it is. But that's not the right question, NHL, is it? It's NHL hockey player. NHL hockey player. Oh, man. Didn't we all want that, though, and in this I, part of the well, world? Well, not Greg. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. I, okay, I really did. did. But doesn't it seem like that's be a the wrong tender, question? Think, yeah. Yeah, it's the wrong question. You're it's, right. It's what do you want to do? I actually have a theory about why this is. The community in every time until now 
it took that kind of puzzle piece work for the community to function. Somebody had to be uh, the postman. Someone had to be a nurse. Someone had to work in insurance. Someone had to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. That's just how the community worked. As we've grown to the size we are now and as we become as distributed and tech-savvy as we are now, that's not the way communities work anymore. So we're starting to see the Seth Godin types talking about what is it you want to do, not what is it you want to be. And one's an action and one's a little more passive. Like like the being is very passive, yeah. but the doing is very active, which is interesting. Yeah, I completely agree. So when we think about what we want to do, we're interested in looking at how does the future work better? And how do we work on the pillars of culture, business, and technology to make sure that that happens? So that's what we're working on. We're writing, we're speaking, we're collaborating with like-minded folk like you to think about what is that intersection between culture, business, and technology? How is the community changing? And how do we make systems work better? Well, can, and I, I'd like to dig in right there. So I, um, and I think when we had coffee, I may have mentioned this to you, Matt. Um, we had someone from, uh, I think he's based in Moncton, come and speak to a business group I'm part of uh, around, um, you know, the, the change at the community and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of almost like a newcomer connection sort of, I can't remember the exact title. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he painted this really interesting picture I'd never considered before. And, and you being close to it would, would, would recognize it. But he, he kind of, he, he, you know, he, he gave us an example of someone who's come out of a war-torn country and then is, you know, kind of, you know, thrust into a, one of our communities in Canada and asked to be at a certain point for a meeting. And then everything that has to happen to make that meeting, right? Yeah. Like, like the things that we take for granted, because I'm just thinking, well, what, you know, but, but he doesn't have a car or she doesn't have a car. Yeah. And so, you know, do they naturally know that, you know, they can use Uber? Oh, no, but you can't use Uber in St. John, you know, but do they even have a phone to, you know, and then, and then how do you find your way, you know, like, and just all these, like, like just the simplest of things that made me go, yeah, there's a lot of assumptions based in setting that meeting and asking someone to show up at one o'clock, you know, and I'm not doing a very good job articulating, but he did an excellent job and it it occurred to me, yeah, that's a good point, you know, it's hard enough to make it to this, you know, point when you have everything at your disposal, meaning you use your Google Maps and you have, you're in your car and you, you know, all these things. But 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 there's so many systems that we've created yes. that that make it harder to help someone um, you know join our community. And and here's you actually did a great job of describing it. Here's the cool thing, you know Elon Musk's principle, first principles thinking. So start with what's physically possible, and then you go from there. So all culture is, and there's a lot of beautiful and colorful and whimsical and magical things about culture like food and drink and dance and music and all that. One of the biggest aspects of culture is culture is just a set of ideas. And then we make agreements based on those ideas. And then that's how they manifest in the world. So when you're driving, either of you, and an ambulance with its lights on comes behind you, what do you do? Pull over. Why? Because we know that that ambulance is got a place to go because it's got a place to go and where it's going is more, more important, important than where you're going and yeah. you can also get in behind it and you can get to where you want to go pretty fast so so what <laughs> so, so what hacker. have you what have you done there you've made an agreement with the driver of the ambulance that if he clicks his lights on which is the signal that there's a sick person in the back of my vehicle I'm gonna pull over yeah 
or I'm going to find that sick person. Right. right? So part of, part of our culture is we've made a series of agreements based on the set of ideas that mm. where that car is going is more important than where my car is going. Mm-hmm. Now let's go macro. It's not obvious that a community comes up with a set of good ideas. And if you think your culture is so much more advanced than someone else's culture, what you're assuming is that you've come up with a better set of ideas than that community. That's a pretty hard argument to make because it's all based on where you come from, on who you are as a person. So the intersection of the interplay of culture is, it's, it's don't listen to anyone that tells you diversity is easy. No, That exactly. multiculturalism is easy. It's right, not. Right. It's really not. Do, I'll tell you, this, this the, like we're talking about uh, the, cult, the New Brunswick culture for a second, you know, coming from Western Canada originally, there was a lot of learning I had to do, such as you're driving down and you're with your, you know, my, my buddies beside me, I'm driving and I see a, a you know, a funeral procession coming up the, op- mm-hmm. the opposite way. That was way. the example I was going to bring up. Yeah. And I, and, and he's like, pull over, pull over. I'm like, what? Like, what, what's going, like, I'm like, I can't hear any ambulance, you know, I'm just like, but I, on the, the, I see this, yeah. this, you know, hearse and, and all these cars slowly traveling with these little flags on their, mm-hmm. on, on, you know, on the hoods. And he said, no, 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 when you're here, you know, and, and we know the story, and people in Western Canada wouldn't necessarily know this, but you, know, but you, you, you stop it's and you- It's St. John thing. You, oh, is it? Is yeah. Okay, yeah. so you pay respect. Mm. And, and it's so clear to me now, and I learned very quickly, but, but you know, here I am in the same country speaking pretty much the same language yeah. as, well, in St. John, is, you know, is mostly English speaking. So, but there's all these things. And then, you know, and then I'm getting, and then what I started to beat out of me was I just, I, I started just calling people, you know, my aunt instead of, what yep. I would typically do is my aunt. Right. And, right, and I would yeah. go, and we're not going to the cabin, we're going to the camp, you know? But if I'm in Ontario, I got to go to a cottage or, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's just all, and, and this is just within our country, but our country is fascinating oh. if you think of the how, how, you know, just how large it is and the, and yeah. the regional differences. And, yeah. And then, you know, and I, and I do catch myself saying, you know, what, what are you doing? What are y'all what are you doing? doing? You, what are you all doing? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> it's neat to, to add on to the funeral thing. I, I've been in two... Uh, processions uh, for both sets of my grandparents. I guess four. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All in St. John. Wow. And until I was on the receiving end right. of the respect of those cars coming, you know, stopping. Yeah. And I saw so many, most, mostly uh, older well, gentlemen. Yeah. No, I don't want to say that. Even young, younger people, even just in, like, take their hats off as the car went by. Yeah. Oh, so, man. But nobody taught us that. Right? right, it just happens. Spot on. And uh, but the neat thing is, I didn't recognize it because previous to my grandparents passing, I wasn't. I was a little bit younger, so I wasn't driving. I wouldn't have noticed it until I was in the procession and was like, "Oh, that's rough." Made me, it makes yeah. you feel good. Right? And here's so even the more non-obvious part of that: is it happens at a system level. It's not an individual level. So that person that took off their hat to honor the procession. They weren't making an agreement with you, Greg Hemmings. They were making an agreement with the entire procession. So a system of 15 or whatever it was made an agreement with a system of one to behave in this way. This is the perfect jump off point for what it is that I work on as an entrepreneur. And that's the interplay between culture and business and technology. Those intersect far more often than we would think. And, and one of the ways that, or one of the reasons why is because those agreements that we just talked about carry theirs themselves throughout our entire day, 
throughout our entire lives and they never stop. So those things are very, very closely related. And we can dig into some cool ways that that happens if you want. Oh, please. Let's keep let's going, jump. man. Let's go, man. Keep going. So why don't we, why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't we're sitting here in St. John, New Brunswick. Why don't we take a trip around the world? And we'll start in a small country in East Africa that I was living in in 2012 called Malawi. And then zoom back to St. John, New Brunswick again. And then we'll carry on to Shanghai, China. So this is exactly the interplay that we think of. Think about time and money. As an example, I would stand in lines living in Malawi for hours waiting to make a withdrawal from the bank. And that's physical currency. So you're leaving with a wad of cash and you only want to go once for the week and then you're going to go and you're going to budget for the week. The problem with that is there are 50 plus people who are waiting in that same line that are using potentially productive hours doing absolutely nothing other than waiting. But what happens when you don't need to go to the bank and wait four hours to get your wad of cash? You get a direct mobile payment directly to your cell phone for whatever the goods or services are that you're offering. So that four hours of productive time that you've lost, you now get back. Mm -hmm. Let's zoom now to St. John, New Brunswick. If I wanna take city transit, cause I'm going somewhere to do something, I need 275, exactly, in little pieces of metal where one is bigger than the other and then three little ones. That's 275. <laughs> yeah. So I need to go break it's a five. Toonies and loonies and quarters <laughs> for people that- Toonies and loonies and quarters. Do they still have those out there? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen one in a long time. So presumably what you're going to do is because you don't have cash, it's 2019, you're going to go and you're going to take out a 20 yeah. from you the bank. Pay three bucks to the bank. Now you're now you're now you're taking cost five whatever ATM fee plus you're gonna have to break the twenty and when it gets down to a five <laughs> you're gonna break the five to get two seventy five so you can ride the bus and get wherever you need to go. What a waste! At a system point. level, what a ridiculous situation! Well, you got seven fifty left to go buy something <laughs> at the place that you were going. There, there you go. <laughs> no, you don't Is have seven fifty. Oh no, no! Oh, you're making it a twenty. Seventeen fifty. There you go. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's seventeen twenty-five, but we'll move okay, on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's three dollar <laughs> bank fee. Sorry, my math is all. Uh, yeah, I'm not a banker. So, so, so think about we we were in Malawi. We've wasted four hours of productive time, and and I should say that that's needed productive time. That's wasted on having to go and make a withdrawal from the bank in in physical currency. And then zoom to St. John, New Brunswick. The situation is a little bit better, but still city transit. You're 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 giving four pieces of metal that equal two seventy five to ride the bus, and you've had to gone had to go through all that work to to get the exact amount of change to get where it is you need to go. Fast forward to Shanghai, China. In Shanghai, China, you can scan a unique QR code on Alipay or WeChat Pay for street food. So you're walking to work, presumably you're a businessman in a, in a hustling and bustling city, and you can walk by and mobile pay for your breakfast in an instant and carry on about your day. So your relation to time, to money, to space, to productivity, that is all a manifestation of culture. There are things that are different, obviously, between New Brunswick and China, most everything, in fact, but what the Chinese have demonstrated is a total willingness to pivot quickly and to change as the future demands. Because 
everything is changing in China every six months. So I meet with clients who are coming to New Brunswick mm. from Shanghai, and they actually have to tone down their digital expertise to appeal to our local consumers because we don't have Alipay and WeChat Pay. Sure, we have Android Pay and Apple Pay and things like that, but that's that interplay between culture and business and technology. You, you, you know, and it, it's such an interest. Like, there's so much in that what you, that story. You know, and I'm just thinking of the the, the various challenges that I, I still shake my head at and we're living in this first world country. Right. You know, the other one would be, you know, you talk about transportation, but I can't help but think of um, jumping in a, in a cab. And then and we I get to the destination, they say, oh, we, I can't take a credit card. I'm like, what do you mean you can't take a credit card? Well, no, we don't, I don't have the machine in my car and I'm not gonna out the, but it's like, seriously? I thought of you guys when I, I went to federal meetings in Ottawa a few months ago and I thought of you guys because I had virtual check-in on the Air Canada app and then I took an Uber from the airport to my Airbnb, and then I got skipped the dishes. And I put up an Instagram story, and I said, we are, we are truly in the era of seamless travel, mm. completely seamless. And I thought, my moving around the city and my navigating and the use of my time, and it's just unbelievable. Incredible, It's right? unbelievable. So, what, so who, who um, and uh, Greg's getting us ready for our takeaways already. Man, this time goes fast. This it's, isn't it's, long it's, enough. This it's isn't when long we... Enough. Talk about culture and agreements. This podcast used to be 40 minutes long when we started, yeah. or, or even longer. And then we had a chance to be syndicated on campus radio, which uh -huh. is half hour. Uh -huh. so but we, what so we, we noticed about being half hour is we could get actually more interviews done in a session, right? So we just continued with that agreement, right? And uh, But it goes so fast. But what do the people want? You have a Boiling Point listener that is now a guest what, who what, wants what, double, triple. You want you want us to go deep, double, triple, double, triple. You're talking so Tim Hortons, Tim uh, Hortons. culture. Yeah, <laughs> now he now <laughs> <or> Tim Hortons. <laughs> but you know what? That's good. That's really good feedback. I'd like we more feedback because I would yeah. love to know because we're making a bunch of assumptions in that. Mm. Yeah. That, um, Thank you, Matt, for you, that. And you know what? And the other thing about I was just going to mention about culture. Like, um, I, I, you know, some when we were talking about organizations, yeah. right? Uh, with organizations, a uh, definition that comes up is it's the way we do things here. Right. I like that definition of culture. It's the way we do things. Mm -hmm. I'll actually devil's advocate that, that definition of culture. Okay. Does that's the way we do things around here prevent us from changing as needed? It could, yeah. I think about this with our quality of life argument. We talk a lot about how high our quality of life is, is here in New Brunswick, and it truly is. It's, it's an amazing place to live. But if we're under the impression that you can only live this well in New Brunswick we haven't used our passports enough. And it becomes a risky argument when we use it as an excuse not to change. Mm -hmm. Well, we have it so good already, let's not rock the boat. But if the boat's stuck on shore, it needs a good rocking. I Well, listen, I think, I, so, but I, that's a really interesting um, kind of nuance to that, right? which is is just because, well, we do have an excellent quality of life. But, Truly. But you know, I'll, I'll say something that I'm, I'm worried about us not being able to keep this standard and slipping back instead of progressing for a whole bunch of reasons. Well, I think and, we're seeing that now with the purchasing power of the middle class. And and culturally, you know, we have expectations of where we should live, how we should live, what should be accessible in terms of- What um, our community should look like. Yeah. And it's probably very insular in, in, in terms of, you know, so to, to have like, well, both of you are very, very well traveled, right? You know? Um, but I mean, even, even myself having been around the world is, you know, so 
there's so much to learn by watching how other cultures. Mm. It's um, and right. it's humbling in the best of ways, you know, yeah. to realize that. Do you, do you guys yeah. find that like maybe I'm going off on tangent, but do you find that it's really important when you go to a new country to take as as much pictures or or video as you can because after three days seeing you know like I'm thinking my time in Vietnam there in in the 90s. Um, you know, you know, arriving. I was in Korea ahead of time, right? And and going, oh my God, they got whole families on scooters. You mm. know what I mean? Just that was that was an impression. By day three, you don't even notice that. Well, I it's everyone. It's yeah. same same thing. I, we, but with, I need to take with my pictures. times in India and Africa. There were so many people. My first two three days in the bus, everybody always let me go to the front of the bus or our van or whatever we're traveling in, so I could get the pictures. And I would take hundreds yeah. of pictures on day one, two, and. And then three starts to peter yeah. off. And then just really quickly, last time I was in Uganda, I was in the front of the bus. Or it's a little rented bus, you know, 15 passenger. Driving down, and I'm shooting out the left side of the window. Um, like I'm in the front seat. And coming towards us is a cop car who takes a, a really quick, sharp turn because another car was coming. And the cop car flips over. <laughs> flips over to its, like, roof upside down. No. And all... All these people rushed over to it, and four cops crawled out the window, all laughing and kind of like, we're okay. And uh, all these people came across across the road, and everybody flipped the cop car back up, and it was just normal. It just it, Everything started going. I was like, that is the weirdest thing. And then in like day five, day six, we see similar things. We're like, no, no that's, that's just the way these right. streets work. Right. <laughs> can, I, but, can I make a plug based on what you said, Dave? Yeah. You you made it, you put up a great point that that don't you want to take what people are facets of other cultures and, and bring them back to your own? Well, of course you do. If we go with the expectation that those are just a set of new ideas, and so there are some cultures that uh, are absolutely nailing uh, the legal system. There are some cultures that are absolutely uh, nailing the financial system. There are different forms of government that are really interesting that are not your own. We're launching on June 1st, uh, going into the summer, the Unsettled podcast uh, in collaboration with the Voice Factory that we're sitting in right now. And the reason for doing that is we want to look at the disruption we're facing right now, at all of these systems that are being upended and saying, who's doing what to navigate that change in a way that is looking like it'll be really successful. So if it's Estonia that's doing incredibly well in terms of digital, digital finance, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's China that's doing really well in terms of mobile payments, um, if it's us even that have figured out some really neat things about how to treat each other socially, about how our systems work socially, we want to highlight that. And we're going to talk about that on the Unsettled podcast as a way to say the world is, is certainly unsettled in its current form and how do we navigate that successfully. So that, that'll be coming the, this summer. That will, okay, that's exciting. Exciting. Um, I have some uh, guests to recommend. Please do. Um, Please do. Very cool. So we get one more thing is is that um, who who should be contacting you? Um, I mean, I know you know who would have a need as a client. Like who who is it that yeah. that you want to be hearing from? Yeah. Um, who I want to hear from is everybody. Um, but specifically, <laughs> I can give you an example. If someone is introducing a product or service into a market that they may not understand. We want to work with them to understand what are the things you have to say? What are the images you have to use? Where are the, how do you reach these people? So for example, if someone is coming in, uh, let's say from India, uh, and they're putting out a product 
in St. John, New Brunswick. There are a lot of pieces of your expertise that need to be translated in a way to reach those people and vice versa. If a New Brunswick company wants to get into the European market, wants to get into the Chinese market, um, contact us and we'll think about what is that intersection between culture, business and technology and how are you going to navigate that in a way that makes you as successful as possible. Okay. And then again, how do they reach you? Because they're going to go, oh, I got to talk to them. Yeah. Go go right to the website. Go to navigroupconsulting.com. Um, you'll see my email there. You'll see all our social handles there. That's the hub. And uh, like I said, we're writing on our blog called Decentral Station. And in the summer, you'll hear all of our thoughts on the mics for the Unsettled podcast. Well, I might, I might have to get you to help me uh, explain coaching to uh, the Canadian marketplace. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> um, I'm still working on that. We're trying to figure that out. So now this is our new segment, Takeaways. At the boiling point, it's all about action. These are the boiling point takeaways. So, so takeaway for me um, there's so many, I don't even know where to start, but I had no idea that there's 250 million, I think you described them displaced people or people on the move. People on the move. About 65 million of those people are displaced, okay, but about so, 250 million people that are on the move. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for me, just this recognition or maybe, maybe new, uh, recognition of the, how that impacts not only them as the, the people that are going to, uh, immigrating to, a, uh, um, a new, new culture, but also the culture that's adopting and, and, and this, how things are changing. So I'm going to say that's probably the, the, the most profound takeaway for myself. I would say my interesting takeaway is Matt, your, just your, your reminder of what culture is and the concept of agreements, you know, like, uh, you know, Dave, thanks for bringing up that funeral thing. Cause I, f I find that really special about the St. John culture is people respect funeral processions. Um, and I've been told that um, I might be wrong that other places in our very own province don't practice that smaller communities do, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're from Fredericton or Moncton, I'd, I'd li like to hear, but this is truly a St. John unspoken agreement and that's part of our culture and i'd like to think about that a little bit further too as we go to other visit other cultures and figure out what their unspoken agreements are and what a great way to learn um how to recognize our own unique bits of culture you know so that, i think that that was it for me matt how about you what, what are some of your takeaways from your very own head <laughs> for, for, for my very own As head. opposed to from my head, I'm or just a vehicle. <laughs> so, for for me, for me, it's that it's 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 kind of non-obvious. It's that making sense at a community level is is really really difficult. We saw the events of the day. There was a, a shooting in two mosques in New Zealand. And that makes it very, very obvious that, that the global conversation, which we have never, ever had until now with, with the invention of Twitter and, and Facebook and the like, that making sense at a global level as a global community is incredibly difficult. But we have to find a way to do that. We have to find a way for systems to work better so that there are these series of agreements that allow us to form some kind of bridge to a future that is not unsettled. That is, that is far more settled. So it's, it's, it's using this idea of culture as a set of agreements to make sense as, as a community and make sense out loud, have public conversations. Mm -hmm.
Awesome. Yep. Well, Matt, thank you for joining us on The Boiling Point. Thank you, gentlemen. We really appreciate it. it. And uh, and now the audience does know that we're filming. Dave is using a gyro uh, on the iPhone. And Dave, how, how and are, are they Are they sponsoring this podcast? No. Smooth should, though. Um, with all that, thank you, everybody, for listening. And please do rate and subscribe uh, on iTunes. Uh, we really appreciate that. And also, uh, stay tuned. Check out theboilingpointprocess.com as well and uh, see what we're up to. We've got some really exciting uh, things that we are releasing as we speak. So uh, with that, we will see you on the other side of that. And tell us if we should be going, what do you say, triple? <laughs> double, triple. Double, triple. Double, triple style. Yeah, double, yeah, yeah. Double, triple style. So Tim Hart's that sounds, culture. That sounds, Love it. Yeah, All right, guys. Yeah. Have a great one. All right. See ya. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.